of our little Sunday supplements. We're focusing on Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, over these uh, summer Sunday nights, just to get us into God's Word and to provoke us to think about what he's saying to us through these verses. Last week, we thought about the lostness of ourselves as we are reflected in the images of the lost coin, the lost sheep and the lost sons. And tonight we're going to focus in on that best known of the stories, probably the prodigal son. Let me read from Luke chapter 15 from verse 11. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the elder son was in the field. And when he came near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The elder brother became angry. He refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. I wonder, would you describe yourself as more of a slave or would you see yourself as more of a sinner. Think about that for a moment. Because in this parable, a father has two sons who reflect all of us. Do you think yourself more of a sinner or more of a slave? We've been greatly helped over these last few years by some excellent writing on this parable by people like Tim Keller, pastor from Redeemer Presbyterian in New York. And more recently, Glenn Scrivener, who's a Church of England minister and an excellent evangelist. And in his book, Glenn Scrivener describes it like this. When sinners are upset, they riot or hold protest rock concerts. When slaves are upset, they write stern letters, get very angry and 
tell the newspapers that everything is not the way it should be. And both groups are absolutely certain that the other side is the real problem with the world. Do you see it there? You can either be a sinner, as it were, or a slave. You're someone who lives completely by the rules. You're enslaved to what you know to be right. And dare help anyone who steps off that path of your rightness and your righteousness in your mind. Or you can be a sinner who just protests and riots and gets really wound up about certain things because you want to do life your way in your time and have your rights understood. I wonder what you're more like. Or maybe you see yourself as a bit of a combination of the two. What do you lean towards more though? Sinner or slave? Abiding by the rules or kind of cheekily breaking the rules and doing your own thing in your own way and no one's going to tell you what to do? Are you an opt-out person or are you an opt-in person? Do you prefer freedom or respect? Are you a rule breaker or are you a rule maker? Are you someone who should be going your way or you prefer to go your own? Well, these two kinds of people are the same kinds of people who surrounded Jesus at the start of Luke chapter 15. The tax collectors and sinners were gathering around, but so were the Pharisees who were muttering to themselves about Jesus. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. I wonder, do you see yourself in those two groups? We're either more like the Pharisees who tut tut at everything that's wrong in the world and it's not us. Or we're sinners who are in desperate need of some help. How do these folks respond? Well, the sinners draw near to Jesus, but the slaves, that is the Pharisees, the slaves to all the rules, they are livid and grumble and remain at a distance. Well, Jesus speaks his most famous parable to that audience, doesn't he? There was a man who had two sons. Two sons. You see, this is not just the story of the prodigal son. This is the story of the prodigal sons. One who was an out and out sinner. One who was a slave to the rules. And as the story progresses, we see the younger son is a sinner while the older son is a slave. And what is the punchline of the story? It's the sinner, the prodigal, gets welcomed home to the feast while the slave stands outside grumbling, oh, why does he get all the good time? He's been away doing X, Y and Z. And do you see what Jesus is doing? The parable is about two different responses to Jesus. All of this makes us realise that the prodigal son is more about the prodigal sons. And you see, the prodigal son in the story is not the hero. It's not, hooray, he's come to his senses, he's come home, great. Neither it's the elder brother who stayed at home and did everything that was right and worked for his father for years. The hero of the story is the father. And who does the father represent? If we are either categorised as sinners or slaves, those who break the rules or those who desperately keep the rules in order to be accepted, who is the father? Well, the father in the story is Jesus. It's common to hear the father of the parable identified simply as God the Father. But that fails to take Luke chapter 15 verses 1 to 2 seriously. This story is about a father who welcomes sinners and sits down and eats with them. Just as the father does at the end of the story. Jesus is doing this at the start of the story. Jesus is represented in this parable. He's being represented in all the parables in Luke chapter 15. From verse 3. He's the shepherd who goes to find the lost sheep. 
Verse 8, he's like the woman who finds the lost coin. From verse 11, he's like the father who goes looking for the lost son. And Jesus isn't actually a shepherd and he's not actually a woman and he's not actually a dad. But he's making the same point three ways, all pointing to one big overarching theme. He's saying, I have come to find the lost. I've come to find the lost. I have come to find the lost. Three times over he tells us in these stories, I've come to find the lost. And as we consider the parable over the rest of these summer weeks, let's be aware of these major players in the story. The younger son is a sinner. The older son is a slave. But the star of the show, if you like, is the saviour. Jesus, the man who welcomes sinners and eats with them and comes looking and crashing into their world, doing the unthinkable for people like us. Jesus is at the heart of this story, as he's at the heart of the Bible, the gospel, the Jesus who came, not just to eat with sinners and be with sinners, but to die for sinners. Jesus came for the sinner and the slave, those who had broken the rules, and to say to those who think they can keep the rules and make their own way to heaven, I have come for you.